Welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting services, and now business technology strategy consulting and implementation services. I'm honored today to introduce the CEO of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., co-host of Strategic Insights Radio, Vlad Ruse. Vlad is a serial entrepreneur who currently owns four companies ranging in age from two and a half to seven years old with net revenues of $500,000 to over $6 million. I'd also like to introduce you our guest today, Bob Lample. Bob is the founder and CEO of Business Plans and More, a spinoff from his other company, Accounting Business Center, Inc. Bob is a member of the Georgia Association of Accountants and Tax Professionals, a statewide organization with national affiliations, of which Bob was the statewide past president in 2008-2009. Bob is also a member of the National Society of Accountants, the National Association of Certified QuickBooks Pro Advisors, the National Advisors Network, and he is currently an ambassador for the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce, as well as a member of the Sewanee Business Alliance. Bob Lample has an MBA in accounting and finance and has an extensive background in accounting, having 30-plus years' experience in the public arena as corporate controller accounting manager, and treasurer for small to large companies covering several industries in multi-state environments. Bob also serves as a board member of numerous companies when he somehow has time for all that, for both profit and non-for-profit entities. And in his spare time, which I don't believe you really have any of, Bob, but I believe maybe this is true, that when you're not working, you perform with a choral group named the Festival Singers of Atlanta and the Northwinds Symphonic Band, playing trumpets. Vlad? Thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, Bob, for being on our show today. Thank you, Vlad, Mike, because uh, we do share a mutual concern of helping our clients succeed. Yeah, definitely, and I uh, wanted to talk today about you know, why it's essential to have a solid plan to help you achieve success in business. And um, so before we get started, I just wanted to talk a little bit. Um, you know, one, one thing in business that a lot of people don't realize is that just because somebody's your competition, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's nothing that you can, they can't work with them, that you can't collaborate with them. Obviously, no two companies do exactly the same thing. And that's you know, a great example of um, kind of our relationship and the way that uh, we work. And I guess your coined term of phrase of co-opetition, you know, we're both in the Gwinnett County marketplace offering uh, business professional business plans for people and uh, there's probably uh, a lot more companies out there that need business plans that we can't possibly service ourselves. That's correct. Yep. And I am glad to send you my overflow business because I know that, first of all, my clients will be taken care of and you'll be doing it right for them. So I appreciate the competition that we do have on that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, again, I want to talk today about the importance of having a really good business plan. And, you know, the numbers alone show that eight out of 10 entrepreneurs who start a business fail within the first 18 months. So that's 80% really don't get off the ground. You work with a great deal of businesses. What do you think of these statistics? I absolutely agree with the overall statistics on that. And, and I hope and feel that our clients that you and I help are hopefully going to have a much lower failure rate than the national statistics on that. Yeah. And I think overall, 
you know, if you look at them, we'll get into that a little bit later, but the overall numbers for people that do have a plan and, and that's for any goals. When you set out any goals, your chances of succeeding, if you actually sit down and write them versus just uh, having them float out there are obviously going to go up tremendously. So just the fact that you've had enough forethought to put a plan together are going to increase your chances of success. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So when uh, working with small businesses, what would you say is or some of the causes that they fail? Uh, you know, besides lack of cash, what uh, what have you seen that businesses really need to uh, take care of as far as make sure that uh, they succeed? There are several things that happen which cause them to run out of their cash. One of them, if they do a business plan, the failure to properly implement that plan. That's a big problem that I have where I see some clients get their funding and they put their plan up on the shelf never to be seen again. Also, the owners trying to do everything themselves, including areas where that's outside of their expertise. Lack of leadership and delegation within the organization or not understanding their market or who they're what their proper pricing strategies should be on their products or services and not also solving or filling a void or problem that's out there, which is why they're supposedly in business. And uh, communication with their clients is always a big deal. But uh, so many factors that can happen within the company that cause them to run out of the cash. Those are just a few of them. There are plenty more. Right. And and I think what I've seen as well is, you know, you get these companies that you know, hang up a shingle and hope for the best. Uh, and I've seen that. And I think the one that I that I see most is retail because they think you have great retail. You know, you have a retail location. People can see you f- off the street. There's some car traffic. There's maybe some foot traffic. There's no other marketing that the owners do. And that way, you know, you get into an um, issue of if your retail location is not good enough. And really, in my experience, what I've seen, unless you're in really prime retail, you're not going to get enough walking, walk-in business just from where you're located. So many people think they can start their business, open their do- doors, and the customers will come. It doesn't happen that way, especially if you're in an obscure location, as you say. Yeah, and even if you're not in a necessarily an obscure location, but just if it's not, you know, the, you can have some business come in. We got to have enough. Correct. And um, you know, so that's definitely one thing that I've seen. Uh, you know, a couple of other ones like you've seen. You know, just no real differentiation for the business. So they just don't, whether or not it's there, I mean, it's always there. There's always something that makes the business stand out from other businesses. I think the issue is that a lot of owners just have trouble communicating why it is. Uh, you know, a lot of times you hear, well, we're just we're better than our competition. Well, that doesn't really say a whole lot. I never say the how. <laughs> right. And that's the, the problem. Is, and you're leaving it up to the customer to determine the how, and they might pick a point where you're really not better than your competition. So that, uh, you know, creates also a, uh, a distortion of views because you're saying you're better and they're comparing you on a point that you're not. And while overall you might be better or certain points, you probably are not every, um, that's not how consumers necessarily see it. Let's talk a little bit about how to address some of these points in a business plan. Obviously, um, a lot of these failure points that we see are things that we address in business plans. And so what's your approach when you're, first of all, when you're talking to a client of explaining what 
why it's so important to have a business plan. Sure. I tell my prospects to visualize a builder going to a vacant lot that has a stack of lumber, materials, and other stuff on that lot and to build a house out of it without a blueprint. I don't think I would want to live in that house myself. Uh, Also, if I were to ask a person to meet me on the south rim of the Grand Canyon, Bright Angel Falls, could they do it without a nav system or a map? Probably not. So what I tell them, a business plan, if done properly, is their blueprint to build their company and their nav system to run their company over the next several years. Yeah, and, and I, I think one of my biggest points that I try to drive across as far as business plans is just the idea that, you know, the numbers alone just demonstrate that if you have a plan, your chances are of succeeding are much better. And I think one thing that I've realized with going through the process of writing a plan is a lot of business owners just don't, there's a lot of things that they just don't think about. I mean, there's a lot to think about when you're starting a business. It's just not stuff that's going to pop, uh, you know, pop up and you're just going to think of it right away uh, without going and sitting through a process of writing a business plan. So that's really, I think, the biggest benefit that I've seen is is just that to help organize your ideas and have a complete business instead of just a part of a business. Because a part of a, a, a part of a business is not going to succeed. You have to have the complete business in order to be able to... to uh, Make sure you succeed. As far as the business plans that we create, for example, um, you know the main uses that I've seen out of it. Obviously, using it to start your business, grow your business, and have a blueprint overall um, is one of the main reasons that anybody should have a business plan. Uh, but obviously, certain situations also call for the fact that you will need a business plan in certain situations, such as getting a loan, investment. What have you seen are some of the main uses that people really drives them at one point to make that decision that they need a professional business plan? Typically, when I deal with startups especially, they're going for financing. There are a lot of topics within the business plan that we address, um, including a narrative section that addresses a whole bunch of topics, including who's behind the business. Because when they go for financing, the bank is going to want to know that, or the investor, because they want to have the confidence level that the people behind the business can actually run that business and make it be successful to help secure their business loan or their investment and get the return on investment to the investors if that's the case on them. Uh, But there are lots of topics that get addressed that have to be thought out and little things they leave out like minor things like accounts receivables. They may forget about the fact that they may sell it today, but they may not get paid for 30, 40, 60 days or more. Uh, Payables, fixed asset purchases, So we go into the detail, not only of what needs to be uh, thought of in the business plan, the different topics, which I really get the participation from the owners so they actually focus on that and realize some of the things they don't know, because I've had many clients or several clients that actually didn't, weren't really sure about what services or products they're actually going to do. Really strange there. But we want to also have to prove the viability of the business model for both the business owner and the funding sources. And the numbers are, yeah, real. We want to be sure they're real and not the pie-in-the-sky numbers that the bankers and investors often see. Most of the time, I'm preparing the plan for financing purposes, and all of these topics that I just mentioned have to be addressed because they're also needed to be known by the people funding them. Well, how are you going to use the funds? 
Uh, and also, I like to back up the costs wherever possible, like the fixed asset purchases, the leases, the insurance, and the build-outs, stuff like that with actual quotes from the various service providers so that the lenders or investors know that the numbers are, in fact, real. Uh, but most of my companies are... 90% of them are startups, but I do have 10% of the companies that I deal with that are existing companies that are just trying to figure out where they're going the next year, or they may have added a new product or service and want to know how it will impact them. Definitely. And we will, uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the numbers that banks are going to be interested in when they're taking a look at business plans. Very important to uh, keep uh, mind uh Keep that in mind. Um, and again, we're talking with Bob Lample of uh, Business Plans and More Inc. And we'll be right back after this break. Are you thinking about starting a business? Does your business need a loan or investors? Are you ready to grow and succeed? Then you need to call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Call Sterling Rose Consulting Corp at 470 470- 238-9097 for more information or to schedule your free business consultation. And we're back. We're talking with Bob Lample, Business Plans and More Inc. And uh, we're uh, discussing some of the numbers that banks are going to want to see in a business plan. And I'd probably say that 80% of the business plans that, that come across my desk for people that wrote their own plans, but now they need a little bit of extra help completing them. Uh, say over 80% don't have any financial projections. And I mean, I think that's one of the biggest uh, shortfalls for a lot of people when they write their own plan. And, and a lot of, even a lot of, you know, how to write a business plan guide, if you read them, uh, almost none of them, you know, they tell you, well, you got to do financial projections, but they don't tell you how. So almost nobody does them. And I think that's uh, one of the things that needs to be done, needs to be done well and it helps answer a lot of questions uh, when you do your financial projection and you, you break it down into key uh, factors that drive sales, that drive uh, operations, that drive um, your marketing. And I think, for example, some of the questions that get answered when I do financial projections for clients is like, well, you know, what, what's your sales target? You know, what's the minimum amount, you know, given that we know what your expenses are going to be or at least have a good idea because typically you should know what your expenses are at least for the next you know six months to a year. You can uh, have a good idea if you uh, you know just to know how much it's going to cost to run the business. Uh, but sales projections are tough because you just don't know how successful you're going to be. You don't know how well things are are going to take. How well your marketing's you know how successful your marketing is. Uh, but you need to know certain numbers. That being you know what's the minimum amount of sales. You know if you're selling a product, how much product do you have to sell per month at minimum to break even. And I think that's some questions that some business owners just don't know. That's correct. And they also forget about little minor things like the ramp up time. How long is it going to take them to get up to normal operations? But what I find often is the business owners are usually very good about their businesses to what they want to do, but they are not accounting type people. They don't understand the financial side of it. And that's where they, when they try to do it themselves, they don't understand the ramifications of trying to do it themselves because the banks can very quickly see that they didn't understand the accounting side when they present their projections oftentimes because they don't answer all the right questions or address the right topics in the way that we do. Uh, that's, and you also, of course, that uh, shows that these numbers are real numbers and more thought out in the total. Yeah, because, you know, 
when you're thinking about sales, saying, well, you know, we need to do 10,000 in sales, it's hard to really equate that with daily work. You know, per day, what do you have to do? What do you have to do day in and day out to reach that 10,000? You know, how much, you know, how many services do you have to sell? How many products do you have to sell? And I think that's, that's typically breaking that down is what I, what I find in business plans will help answer some of those questions. And then there's obviously the other, um, things that come once the model's set up, which is having the proper uh, income statements, balance sheets. Uh, I find more and more that anytime anybody tries to get a loan, the bank wants to know what the debt service coverage ratio is. That's their main ratio these days that they're using. Uh, so being able to have the calculator already out for the bank uh, gives you a much better standing with them because they can see whether or not it's viable. And then and also, you know what they're looking at, so you can figure out what you need to make your business viable. Because sometimes it's not necessarily, well, you know, your business might not be fundable today, or your original idea might not be something that the banks are going to want to finance. You might need to tweak it and figure out how to change your business model, one, to be successful, because that ultimately will determine whether or not you qualify for financing from the business perspective, at least. Sure. And they also need to know what their break even, required break-even sales are in order to make a profit uh, to, and to cover their overheads. So a lot of ratios that go into effect with the banks and lenders and whoever's funding do look at, absolutely. Yeah, and I wanted to um, get into a recent study that I came across. So just uh, a couple of numbers, so I'm going to kind of throw it out there just to show the importance of why you really need a business plan. So uh, this study, 28 77, so 2,877 business owners were surveyed. Of those, 995 completed a business plan, uh, 1,550 didn't complete it, and then some of them didn't reply. So just to, to kind of compare and contrast the ratios. So for the ones that completed a plan, 36% were able to secure a loan versus only 18% that did not. Same thing with investment capital. 36% that completed a business plan were able to get investment capital versus only 18% that did not complete their plan. And then 64% of the businesses that completed a business plan were able to grow their business versus only 43% that did not. So obviously there's, I mean, some of those numbers are double. So essentially, you know, by completing a plan, you're going to be in that category where your chances of success are double what somebody that does not complete a plan. Uh, you know, and obviously this doesn't, you know, imply causation just because you write a plan doesn't guarantee your success, but it does greatly increase it. And I believe that, you know, that, that is almost a causation that you can um, say for a business plan that it will increase your overall chances. Absolutely. And another thing that goes along with that is you and I both do what we call conservative business plans, where it's not the pie-in-the-sky plans that oftentimes an individual preparing their own would do. So if they do err on missing their business plan, usually it's to the better, doing better than what the plan had projected. And hopefully they're looking at the plan and having it be a, a living document too. Exactly. And I think uh, one of the benefits of working with a professional writer to do a business plan is also that you have somebody that's going to ask those hard questions. And I think that's one of the things that some business consultants uh, or some business coaches don't necessarily do. And some uh, people are just afraid to do it themselves. So asking those hard questions about the business and, and really 
digging in deep and figuring out what's going to make the business successful because that is, uh, again, going to really um, drive into the overall success of the business. Uh, and then getting back to what you said about you know ha- it being a, a living and breathing document, I think that's also important. It, uh, it, you know, it needs to be when you write a business plan. It needs to be in a way that is going to allow you to make changes in the future. That's going to allow you to track how much progress you've made toward it, uh, and also that's going to allow you to you know go back in a year or six months. You know, let's say you're not you know it's not something they necessarily you know take out every week and see how far you've come, uh, but you know, three, six months down the line, uh, reviewing it and saying, okay, well, this is what we plan to do. You know, how did, you know, how far have we come? What, you know, uh, how successful have we been in executing the plan? Absolutely. Because I encourage my clients to put the budget numbers of the business plan into their accounting software and then do periodic comparisons of actuals to budgets. Because if they put their business plan up on the shelf, never to be seen again, they're more likely to fail even though they did a business plan. But secondly, you know, it is a living document, as we said, and there will be business opportunities that will come up that are not in the business plan. Well, the owner then needs to analyze the situation with a new opportunity to see if it makes good business sense to do it in relation to the business plan. If so, you do it. If not, don't do it. Great example I had was one of my clients that had a heating and, heating and air company that decided to go out and buy their fancy new trucks in the first year instead of the second year where it was budgeted in the business plan because they had perfectly adequate trucks in the first year that they could get by this ramp-up period of time. Well, they decided to go buy the new trucks in the first year, and the way they financed it basically was to not pay their payroll taxes. That does not work, and they did fail eventually. Yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is, um, and, I, and I use this personally because I've, I've started multiple businesses and there's always good ideas to come, uh, you know, come across your desk that uh, you think, hey, that'll be, you know, that there's a need there that we can possibly address and, and make some profit from doing it. You know, my own even personal um, motto, I guess, or, or strategy, whenever I evaluate a new business idea, if I'm serious about doing it or not is uh, to either you know take the time or make the investment to do a business plan and that is you know for me personally is you know if if the idea is good enough and if I'm serious enough about doing it and about investing a lot of money into it not just a little bit of money then I have to either take the time to do the business plan or hand it off and, and work with somebody else to do the business plan for the idea to one, prove that it's viable, that it's not just, you know, I'm looking through it from just one side on, you know, one side of it and I'm not considering everything else. But also, you know, in, in the end, there's only so much time you have in a day. And that's uh, one way I use, you know, and, and I kind of tell, I tell that to my clients too, that, you know, if a good idea comes across your desk, you don't want to just hop on it, you know, think about it, invest some time and some money into determining whether it does make sense to integrate into what you're currently doing and then make that decision which way you want to do. Because if you've already invested money in creating a plan for your current business, and now you want to change that business, well, then you know you don't want to just kind of do a knee-jerk reaction and and go off in a different direction that you don't you haven't really proved out. That's correct. Because sometimes something that happens good over here may have an adverse effect over there that they need to analyze the whole situation. So very true. 
All right. Well, I uh, want to thank you, Bob, for being on the show. Any other closing remarks? No, really not at all. Vlad, I appreciate you and Mike and, and Business Radio X for having me on today. Thank you very much. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Bob. And thank you, Vlad, very much. This has been Strategic Insights Radio discussing the importance of a good business plan as it pertains to the success of a business. For more information about Bob Lample, CEO and founder of Business Plans and more, you can call 770-822-2322 or visit his website at businessplansandmore.com. Or you can contact Vlad Ruse of Sterling Rose Consulting Corp at 470-238-9097 or visit sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. This has been Strategic Insights Radio, and we'll see you next time right here on Business Radio X.